0: Good day. You're listening to the 86th edition of Free City Radio. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host Stefan Christoph in Montreal. On the program today, I'm going to be continuing with a series of interviews that I recorded in Mexico City uh, with artists and activists, looking at the intersections of social movements and culture in uh, in Mexico generally and specifically within uh, the capital city. I spoke with um, an artist, an activist, working deeply with feminist movements in Mexico, uh, experimenting with street art, and also involved in a number of contemporary uh, exhibitions taking place in Mexico. The artist is Cerucha. This is our conversation about the uh, relationship between art and activism today in Mexico, with a particular focus on struggles for gender justice. And we look in detail at some of Serucha's initiatives and projects that are taking place right now. So here's our conversation. I'm sitting with um, Serucha, who is a feminist artist and activist here in Mexico City. Um, Over the last few years has participated in a number of interventions uh, bringing um, attention to gender-based violence in Mexico, also um, actions and installations um, that really combine um, an intersection of um, uh, artistic, artistic practice that has extended for many years, uh, including photography and street art and collaborative approaches um, with activism. Uh, of course, the feminist movement in Mexico is so important right now and we'll get into that but first i'll just say hi hello
1: hi thanks for (laughs) this interview and this collaboration i'm really happy about
0: it respect respect so first of all uh Sorucha uh is a street artist um here in mexico so who is Sorucha? and um, maybe just give us a bit of context on your presence right now in the Artist, activist, community here in Mexico City that has been really focused on uh, giving a boost and participating directly in the feminist uh, movement.
1: Well, uh, as an artist, I've been I do a lot of photography, intervention in public space. Um, I give a lot of workshops and and also do a lot of collaborations. Um, And I take to the streets, so that's uh, main interest. Uh, So I do artworks that are specific in situ uh, for the place that I'm working with. And uh, I've been doing a photographic uh, archive Mm. throughout the past uh, six years of the feminist uh, protests in Mexico City. So um, there's a big uh, set of pictures to see how it has been changing in this very fast-paced um, yeah, way of changing, uh, history. And it's been very interesting because you can really see it throughout the images. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I do intervention with different people uh, in public space, either talking about femicide and transfemicide or, uh, just questioning different uh, ways of how you are constructed.
0: There's a lot in there. Um, so maybe we'll just, um, address a few different points. I mean, just first to start, can you talk about the feminist movement today in Mexico? There's been major actions and protests. um, And I was lucky to see one of your pieces up, which was a collage, a series of collages that um, took images from the history of the women's movement and feminist movements in Mexico and transposed them with images from now, Uh, which surrounded monuments so there's been protests against monuments in the u.s i think people would remember that Um, but also here in mexico it's been a a center focus for the feminist movement could you give us some context on those collage pieces and the anti-monument protests
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, As I was saying, this archive that I've been building throughout the years was like the main uh, black and white images that are in those collages. Those those are the base. On top of those, there are uh, diptychs in color that talk about uh, the before and during the protest of the 16th of August in 2019, where it was the first time that during a protest, Uh, one of the monuments and the most like emblematic monument of the city was transgressed by the feminist okay. movement. So it was the Victoria Alada or monument to independence here, okay. and I also had the chance to yeah to be there during the protest and after I could actually go uh, and take pictures of everything that had been painted mm-hmm. um, on the monument after the. Um, Protest right away. The government actually set like a barrier, mm-hmm. a wall yeah. around the monument. Mm-hmm. But a couple of us, uh, with some great uh, people in between managed to get in and take a, doc- a deep documentation of mm. all the, this historic moment and this historic mm-hmm. prints in their imprints. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that set of collages mm-hmm. and they are called uh, Hasta que la dignidad se haga costumbre, mm-hmm. which is until dignity becomes a custom. Um, mm-hmm. And the diptychs themselves are called uh, Justice with Glitter. Because it was the glitter revolution because a couple of days before that protest, a group of activists, feminists, went to the mm-hmm. general attorney's office and threw some glitter on him. So this started with this glitter revolution here. Um, yeah. Well, well
0: just, just for context, um, uh, can you just describe like, the importance of that monument and, 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 and just sort of a bit of context as to these actions that have been happening. I mean, you talked about this specific one, but people have been tagging the monuments, painting on the monuments, pasting on the monuments.
1: Yeah, that was like the, um, the breaking point. Um, mm-hmm. But you could, said so throughout the, the past almost 10 years, you can see the difference in the way uh, we are, be, we've been protesting as a feminist movement. Um, and it has increased. First, so, and you can see that. So that's why it's very important to see how fast it has been changing. Because it also, um, it is great because it has been visibilizing uh, a lot of the issues and bringing light uh, to the need to address them. Nonetheless, I think it doesn't have, there's there hasn't been enough time for many people to be through politicized in a very like, concrete way. Mm -hmm. And so, you see people protesting one after the other, one protest after the other, and that burns people. Mm -hmm. And that burns down also the movement, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's been very interesting to see this. And yeah, this um, particular protest was a a turning point because uh, it was in response to a a rape from policemen Mm -hmm. to a girl. And... A police station was burned that wow. day. So it was the first time that there was like burning in that sense, transgressing the police station um, and the monument, which is the main monument in Mexico City. Um, so it's a, a symbol, right? It's mm-hmm. a symbol of patriotism, it's a symbol of the city, it's mm-hmm. a symbol of patriarchy. And so when it was transgressed, a lot of the population was unhappy about it, actually. They were not protesting about the rape of four policemen to a girl. They were protesting because there was a monument that had been painted. Um, And from then on, uh, there has been a huge change in how we protest. And there's a lot of uh, breaking, there's more painting uh, Mm. monuments here and there. And the response of the police has been like just securing these monuments instead of actually, you know, giving. direct action towards uh, what's going on in terms of femicide and transfemicide. Um, and then um, we get to this point where it merges with colonialism in a very uh, transparent way mm-hmm. with uh, one of the monuments that was for uh, Christopher Columbus that we still had up a couple, like two years. Uh, well, the fa- past year and a half, it's been changing. No, We've had this monument for the longest time and then um there was said that the government was supposed to take it off
0: the Columbus one the
1: Columbus okay. one and then put an indigenous woman okay. so they commissioned an artwork for this it was a very complex situation they commissioned an artwork from a white male mm-hmm. super established artist which was very problematic and mm-hmm. everybody was concerned about it and protested mm-hmm. and while all this was happening the feminist movement was like you know what there's mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. like base of monument mm-hmm. because they actually took the Christopher Columbus statue mm-hmm. out and they took it over mm-hmm. and they were like we are renaming this space uh, the Glorieta de las Mujeres que Luchan which is uh, the roundabout of women that struggle, that fight and they put their own monument so uh, going in this uh, history of anti-monuments that we have in the city mm-hmm. you know, every time that there's a big uh, thing going on there's one for the feminist movement uh, that was set up by the families of victims of femicide and mm-hmm. transfemicide, so it's taking over public space in a very uh, important way. And now there's that dispute, like as we speak, of whether it's going to stay or not, and how to make it also because it's a statement, right, of the negligence and the violence of, um, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of thinking about um, that context, uh, your piece um, that I saw, which was a collage work, addresses all this background in regards to the monuments, but also uh, speaks to the archive work that you've been um, developing in terms of the history of the women's movement, the feminist movement. Um, in Mexico, so can you talk a little bit from your perspectives on the importance of artistic interventions that create space for historical reflection, that create space for um, intergenerational learning, um, and also just uh, describe also where that piece is that I was lucky to see. But um, it's an exhibition that's up right now in Mexico City.
1: Um, yeah, definitely feminism and. For that matter, um, social movements would not exist without art and has to be an intrinsic part of movements to have at the artists and also be at the core of the organizing committees, um, because we are the ones that can illustrate many of the concepts mm-hmm. that we are trying to convey to society. So there is no social movements without art to start with. And in Mexico City, um, it's very clear. Because um, Monica Mayer in the 70s, which she is uh, our beautiful grandmother of feminist art here and hardcore activist, um, she created a piece that resonates resonates till today and is the one that is like predecessor to the Me Too movement kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know. So without her interventions in public space, talking about harassment Mm -hmm. and talking about abuse, we would not be able to put those topics on the table and actually address them. Mm-hmm. It's how we create a s- strategies to bring those issues to light mm-hmm. that, that can actually uh, create a path so we can keep on advancing. Um, so I, I find uh, that it's uh, the, mm-hmm. the work of artists within movements and activism is... Undervalued, and most of the times we are only called to either uh, be in parallel to a movement or maybe illustrate, but it is an intrinsic part of it. It's creating with the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of this piece mm-hmm. uh, and and the archive, it's been really nice. About, I just want to say about the archive that the more we've been advancing. Mm -hmm. um, It's been very important to have people that have a feminist perspective, to be behind the camera, to show and portray Mm -hmm. the feminist movements in a very, um, Mm -hmm. in a closer uh, approach to what it's actually trying to convey and in terms of representation. So I think that more and more throughout the past years, there's been more photographers that are taking over that Endeavor. So I'm starting to move towards other things because that is covered. But I think it's very important to always have that perspective behind mm-hmm. the lens. And in terms of this exhibition, it's very uh, important. It's called uh, Indicios de una Revuelta Artística Feminista. Um, I hope you can help me translate that in a bit. Um, but it's talking exactly about the art in the feminist movement mm-hmm. and the activism within it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, um, It's a collective exhibition and there's people that have been working uh, hard within the movement mm-hmm. and the arts to actually bring light to these issues. Um, and I also want to say that, like, basically all the people that are there are activists as well, no? Mm-hmm. So their they're ac- so projects are activism. It's a way of activism. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's the... Museum of Contemporary Art in Mexico is also very important because it's breaking through, it's making its pathway to take those spaces that have been denied for the social movement. Mm-hmm. So it's also a very interesting way of uh, seeing art and activism because it's never fully just considered activism by the activists. Mm-hmm. It's not considered art by the artistic community. It's this in-between that mm-hmm. has to make its own way between those two spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a kind of legitimacy that is important to have, but also to take over the space and talk about these things, no? and also talk about mm-hmm. the... Um, loopholes that can be within that space and how that space can also be a part of a structure of violence. Um,
0: as an artistic institution.
1: Yes, and as an artistic institution and how uh, gender violence operates within that artistic institution, how they perpetuate it as well. No? Mm-hmm. So to open that space, I think it's very important. And it's uh, it's been a labor of people that have been really working towards getting in there, being the curators the artists, mm-hmm. no, everywhere is seeping through mm-hmm. uh, so that it can actually be possible. And it's also very interesting that at the time of like right now in Mexico City, mm-hmm. uh, there were around five uh, very strong and big exhibitions about feminist art at the same time. So it is an issue that has been rising mm-hmm. uh, and taking over the institutions as well as the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the people that are in the streets that we are able to get inside the institutions
0: mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and totally like rethinking reconceptualizing frameworks of power in, in mexican society i think also like one thing that we've talked about which um you know is so foundational to so many social movements here is the ways that, like, Mexican nationalism is being reconsidered in terms of Indigenous languages. And, of course, people will know of the Zapatistas, but there's many other movements happening now uh, that artists have been such an important part of. Um, So I guess just to finish, um, could you maybe... um, I'm asking this question because I think often people sort of think about uh, art within Mexico, within a a context of historicization, you know, like oh, this is a you know a, a country of Diego Rivera and Frida Jalo, and not thinking about sort of the trajectory of how you know everything you've talked about about how art is alive and and transforming society today. Why is it important for us to to think about? you know, when when we think about solidarity across borders and when we think about, like, people who will be listening to this who are involved in the arts in different places and art-activism interaction, um, thinking about art today in Mexico, not in a historical sense, but in a present sense that artists are addressing and changing society.
1: Well, art creates culture, and culture is how we relate to one another. And... We 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 need of everybody within society, you not know, the theorists, the people that are thinking of this and that, but then to be able to convey all those things of how we want to actually um, get to be a society that's more mm-hmm. inclusive, that is not violent, that actually relates to one another in a respectful and, and some, uh, some, yeah, in a respectful way, just to say the very least in a yeah. dignified way. Yeah. Um, you need artists mm-hmm. to create the present way in which we are going to relate to one another. So if I make a piece, an in intervention piece in public space, and I'm questioning the way that we actually relate mm-hmm. and, or shine a light on how it is violent, how, how we relate in such a violent way, then we can start changing that. We can also pose a, like, strategic ways of how to change that. We are the ones that think about these things and make a proposition on how to start moving towards a different way of existing as a society. And because we touch upon uh, feelings and upon... I can move you, no? We can think many things, we can read many books, but that will not move you enough as to actually start rethinking and doing the work of... Uh, either deconstructing yourself or questioning or protesting every single time that there's one because it's a work no and and it's a compromise and it's a commitment that you have to to make to society and to yourself and to your peers right so i believe i strongly believe that because we go we tap into this very particular and personal points of that move people emotions Mm -hmm we can really change things. If you don't get into that point of like something personal mm-hmm. within people mm-hmm. that can make them shift, there is no way of changing. And I do believe that the only way to do it is through the arts because arts seep through our everyday. You are looking through a book, there's art there. You are listening to music, there's the art. You are sitting Mm -hmm. in a table. Someone designed that and someone thought about it and made it in such a way that it changes the space maybe. Mm -hmm. There's always art around it. Mm -hmm. But we just, uh, there's also has been a great strategy of the system to make believe that the arts are only, you know, something that you hang on a wall that is static Mm -hmm. and and that it's Mm -hmm. not an intrinsic Mm -hmm. part of everyday life and that you're also um, being a participant, of these pieces <laughs> no, um, and that is part of silencing the arts and that is part of uh, making well
0: mm-hmm. preventing
1: actual change from happening you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. also silencing the arts as we were talking as well mm-hmm. defunding the arts is a way of making these changes stop because that they work because they are very profound and it's also very uh, difficult because it's a kind of, it's so deep that it takes many years to mm. actually f- mm. flourish, right? It's seeds, but when they flourish, they flourish good and they keep on growing, right? So, yeah, I think that uh, it has to go with activism um, and art will always have a position as we all have. There's nothing that is objective. So I think that I'd rather do the kind of art that is very conscious in terms of what i'm doing with my practice as opposed to thinking that it's not doing something and mm-hmm. actually just perpetuating the system right
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sarucha thank you thank you that was a conversation with um an artist and activist based in mexico city sarucha her work focuses on the intersections of social movements and the arts um she is currently exhibiting at a number of galleries um, right now uh, in Mexico City, including at Laboratorio Art Alameda uh, downtown uh, and also in other spaces. Um, you can find her online. The links to our website where you can find information on her exhibitions will be in the description of the podcast. Um, this is the fifth of an interview series that I recorded in Mexico. You can find the entire series up on the Free City Radio SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Radio. Um, this is the 86th edition of the podcast. We broadcast um, once a week also on Campus Community Radio in Montreal on CKUT 90.3 FM at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays. And you can now find our podcast on both uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and other platforms. So thanks so much for supporting and for being part of this project. Uh, This is something I do from the heart. Um, Please spread the word if you can. You can email me anytime at stefan.christoff at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at spirodon, S-P-I-R-O-D-O-N. Thanks again to all the artists and activists in Mexico who participated in this series of interviews, Mexico Dispatches. Thanks to Sarucha for being on the podcast today. And to finish the program today, I'm going to go out with a beautiful track from the Tamalins called Baltimore. Uh, This is part of a selection of music that I put together with the artist featured today on the podcast, Sarucha which will be up on Radio Hara in the next few months. Uh, That's a, a station in Palestine that I contribute mixes to, so look out for that. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care.